I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast where we talk all things Disney for the Front Row Network. And I am really excited about this feed-only episode. So again, thank you for subscribing to the Beyond the Mouse feed. If you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to subscribe because we are awesome. And you just want <laughs> and to humble, hear like you more believe. of us. I, my name is Craig. I'm one of the co-hosts of Beyond the Mouse. I'm joined today with, by Brett Rutherford. Hi. <laughs> Always humble. At least I try to be. Go ahead. Always humble. <laughs> Brett, always humble. Try to be. Ruth and Heard. We are, we don't have Vanessa today. I know. It's a little sad, but I'm actually really excited about the guest that we Why, have yes. today. Because she's one of my favorite people ever. Oh. Her name is Jill Gum of Jill Gum Photography, and we're going to talk all about photography in the park. So, Jill, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here, Craig and Brett. Yeah. <laughs> we are excited to have you. Yes. And you just got back from a trip yourself. We did. We went to the beginning of February, and it was the first time that I've gone with my husband and two of my three children. That is awesome. That is awesome. And I've been, uh, I was catching up. I was reading your blogs, and we're going to talk a lot about your photography business and things because truly, I was actually looking at, uh, this This might make me teary-eyed a little bit, but I was looking at pictures of my son's newborn session, mm-hmm. and I was looking at them with him because he's finally starting to realize that, you know, that baby was him, right? Was so, and so he's like, oh, that's, that's Liam, and, you know, like just going through all of the pictures and stuff like that, and it was just awesome. It was just such a cool moment. And so you uh, have done that for so many countless people now, uh, whether it be their wedding or just special occasions or your mini sessions, uh, newborn packages and things like that. You are so great at photography. Oh, and so uh, truly, I mean, just the and way you use you. life. There she is. There she is. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, the, the, the true that, star, I humbly say. Anyway. <laughs> the way that you use natural light is just so excellent and incredible. So we are, I'm going to talk all about how great you are the oh, entire episode. And I hope so you're okay with that. Thank you. I, I hope that you're so okay much. with that. Well, and you're, I don't mind. Yeah. And you're embarking on a brand new adventure, which again, we'll yes. talk about here later in the episode. But Sounds before good. we do that, let's talk uh, about your trip a little yes. bit. So you were a big planner. Yes. So I'm sort of a planner by nature. It's kind of in my in my natural self to organize a lot, but, um, I feel like a Disney trip is not exactly cheap. And when we realized sort of what we were going to put into it financially, we knew that we had to be ready to go. We were bringing two young kids. We'd never been there with kids. We felt like it was really important to us to make sure that we planned everything sort of at the earliest timeline that you can plan for the trip for it to be most successful. And I think it definitely paid off for us. Yeah, absolutely. And I was looking through some of your blog posts mm-hmm. on the website and you were talking about sort of the steps that you took to plan yes. and you used a travel agent yes. and all of that. Um, do you have any other recommendations? Well, first of all, people should go read all of your blogs. Oh, right. But if <laughs> yes. they don't, maybe what was your, your major takeaway from the planning aspect or what's something that you think that uh, going back again, you might do a little bit differently next time, whatever, whatever comes to mind. Great questions. Um, So we did use a planner. I have to just say this first and foremost, when we started talking about this trip, I would post on Facebook, little questions about Disney world. So just a little thing here and there. And you guys, my Facebook posts have never been so popular. (laughs) Posting about Disney world, people are so passionate and excited about it. So one of my early ones was 
should I use a planner? What does that look like? What have my friends experienced? And I felt like it was so unanimous that it can be really helpful, especially if it's your first time and you don't exactly know what you're doing. Um, so I, I felt like it was a must do for us. And we kind of went through the list, found a common name that we had seen a lot and we loved using a planner. Um, it really is so different from when I went as a kid. And the last time I went, I was already like 22. I wasn't a mm-hmm. child, but it was more than 10 years ago. I hate to say that out loud. Um, and that's enough time with how quick things change in Disney World that you, if, if you do not have endless amounts of time to devote to figuring it all out by yourself on discussion boards and groups and whatnot, you really do need the help just to make sure that you can get everything done um, in the timeline that it's supposed to. We were shocked by how much goes into planning a Disney trip. And I will be honest, I love my husband and he had a great time on the trip. He'll listen to this and laugh, but he thought I was nuts while we were preparing for this trip. He was like, what, what happened to going on vacation and doing what you want to do when you want to do it? And I think you probably can do Disney like that, but I'm not sure I would do that with two young kids if you want to be avoiding lines. And if you want to kind of know what, what it is that you want to do, I think you have to put that planning into it. So that would be my tip. If you are somebody who tends towards wanting a relaxed, do as you want on the day, decide where you want to go type of vacation, I, I think that that would be a very interesting Disney World trip with young kids. And I'm not sure that it's something I would do. I think you want to be planned on this kind of trip to kind of get the most out of it, make sure it's the most enjoyable for everybody. So I just, I feel yeah. like you want to do that. You of course have to be flexible with kids especially, mm-hmm. but I think you want to have a general ballpark plan about mm-hmm. what you're doing and when. Plan and then, well, if you have a plan, then you can be spontaneous. Exactly. You know? Yes. Otherwise, it's I like, think you'd just be Otherwise, I think you're overwhelmed, especially yes. if it's your first time. Hey, let's go to Disney World. Well, that may... Um, you either are going to have a good time or not. Um, And there's a chance that you will be overwhelmed and perhaps not have the time that you had hoped. Yes. So so if you can do just a little bit of planning Mm -hmm. um, or... Well, for those of us who enjoy planning and <laughs> almost enjoy it as much as the actual trip, um, it's just an extension of that. So anyway, but a little planning will will help. And then, if, as I said, if you if you go in with a little bit of knowledge, then you can be spontaneous coming from a knowledge base that, well, no, I have a plan and no, let's go do that. That'll be fun. And Absolutely. then we can go back to something, yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think I mentioned probably this exact same phrasing in our tips episode, mm-hmm. but I really feel like my vacation starts with that planning. Yes. So, uh, you know, looking at six months out, I make some reservations that I know I'm never going to actually go through with. And I know that uh, that was a controversial statement between uh, when we <laughs> talked about that on the tips episode. But, you know, it's just that act of, like, putting yourself there and that experience, and it gets you really excited about that. Yeah, dreaming and, about what it's going to look like before you're even there in the yeah, first place. absolutely. Really cool. and then you, can same, some, you can even sometimes do that if you have plan on not even going. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. Mental vacations. I'm sorry. You were going. Go ahead, please. Well, but then, you know, booking your fast passes and things like that. And and it's not uh, one of those make or break type of planning Mm -hmm. if you don't get the right thing in the right time. I think you can still have that flexibility to change things around, especially that 60-day window or whatever. But at the same time, you then do have a plan that you could go with. And what we learned by taking a young child is that plans can change and they can be altered. And, you know, you've got to factor in that nap time or whatever the case may be. So that downtime. So it's always good to have a plan and then be flexible and adaptive while you're there. Yes, yes. It was very important to us on this trip, and you may have seen me talk about it at some point, that we 
were, we were calling it our kids' yes trip. We wanted it to be the sort of thing where we were very adaptive to what the kids wanted. So if they want to go over and play in a fountain instead of go on whatever specific ride we had planned, we wanted to say yes to them and kind of let them guide what we were doing. And I feel like that was a part of why it was such a successful trip for us because they're not necessarily used to that at home all the time to just sort of get to <laughs> dictate what our days look like. And it was really fun for them. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your favorite thing that you did? Is oh, it is it so difficult hard. to say? It is. You can it have a is. small list. Yeah. I know. Mine usually are twenty. Yeah, <laughs> that's the type of list <laughs> we do. So I told these guys before starting that um, our first day was hard because we were just kind of getting started and hadn't kind of adjusted to the crowd or the weight in some things. We just weren't quite prepared for it. But then after that, I feel like it was event after event that we loved. Um, we. I had really never had a context for character meals before because when I went when I went as a child, I was very young and don't remember much. But we also didn't do them. Mm-hmm. And then when I went as an adult, I, I we just I never ate at any character meals before. So I'm not sure that I could overstate how fun that was to see the kids mm-hmm. in that environment. And I have kind of shy kids too, um, but regardless, it was just so fun to see them. And they were so curious about how it would go with the non-talking characters. And the kids had so many questions about that, but it was just so sweet to see um, just the endless characters interacting with them. And when we saw a character multiple times at different events, they were so good about, oh, I already signed this page in your book, and now I'm signing. I mean, we were just so impressed with how they interacted with the kids. So I think overall that was probably the most magical thing, and that's fun for us because the next time we go, my kids might not be as into that as or into it at all as they were this time. So we were really, we loved that. Um, I am such a sucker for the kind of Disney magic, the cheesiness of things at Disney World. So I just, I mean, I can't count the number of times I cried while watching various things. Um, So I just, I love all of the night shows. We we really, the main thing that we did in the end was the Magic Kingdom fireworks. And the other days, we either had to go back and swim based on kid meltdowns or various things. But we, I I just loved that show. It was a different fireworks show than I've seen before. And it was beautiful. So I'd say that was my second favorite next to the, and of course, we loved the rides and everything too. We did the boutique with my daughter and that was so, fun. So there's so oh, many wow. good moments. Wow. Yeah, so, so many. And the best part about this trip is that we could talk about it for hours and yes. hours and hours <laughs> and hours and we could live live through it with you yes. and we want to do that. Uh, but I do want to get into the photography. But before Absolutely. I do, last thing is that uh, we kind of left an undecided jury out there for the meal plan. And you had a yes. great blog post about yes. the meal plan and your family. So I wanted you uh, to explain that a little bit for anybody listening uh, and is kind of on the fence. Should I get it? Should I not? What was your experience with the meal plan? Yes, I'm so happy to talk about this because we were on that fence. I listened to that blog post and I remember at the end being like, what do we do? It was such a hard decision for us. Um, I'm going to say this carefully. I feel like when I researched and when I asked friends online, the people that I felt like live like me in life were mostly saying don't do it. Like just my friends who I felt like do things similarly to me in life were saying it's not going to be worth it. So that was sort of our plan. We weren't going to do it. We were interested because we didn't want to calculate every dollar when we were there and have that cause any negativity for us. But in the end, I think we were thinking no. Well, then one of those discounts came out where there was a discounted now I'm not going to remember the exact terminology but the hotel was... Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Yes. Well, it wasn't. We didn't get totally free, but it was a discounted hotel 
stay okay. at the resort if you did a dine package also. Mm-hmm. Stay yes. and dine, yes. I think. Um, I've done that. Yes. And then as we were crunching the numbers, and this was after we had already booked a thorough amount of character meals. We had <laughs> one planned per day. So uh-huh. as we were crunching all of that, we had about like 200 or $300 left in, if we paid for the meal plan, that's that's what it would cost on top of what the character meals were. And by the time we figured how much we would have spent on all the remaining meals of the day without the meal plan, it just made sense for us mm-hmm. to do it, and we did. And it was such a good experience for us. I do feel like, again, we got it at kind of a good deal because of that stay and dine, but um, it was perfect for us. I, I had heard a lot about maybe it was going to be way too much food, and it is a lot of food, don't get me wrong. I had friends who went at a similar time, and they had done an, a, a big grocery trip beforehand, and they had way too much extra food on the meal plan because they had so many groceries that they were using for snacks and for breakfast. We bought like two boxes of Nutri-Grain bars and some, one other really small thing only for snacks. So we used snack credits for our breakfast every day and that made it so that, I mean, we, we were counting at the end to make sure that we didn't run out even though it's a ton of food because we used it for everything. We yes. really did not spend any money over it and that worked so well for us and just the ease of it's all taken care of and there's no question about that and we're not it was just it was really nice for us yeah, yeah. we loved it wow congratulations thank a you wonderful story <laughs> I know yes. Yes. you hear them both ways yes. for sure and yeah. like I said these friends of mine who went I think they came back and they had to do the like throw 13 Rice Krispie treats into their suitcase thing because they had yeah. so many snacks left and we got to the end and we were no. like we're done like it right. totally worked for us we do like food I will admit <laughs> but still it just worked out perfectly for us and they've got great food down there yes. and so um, also I wanted because you uh, one of the pictures you posted Yes. You stayed at my favorite resort. Uh, so we loved it. Port Orleans Riverside yes. is so great. Yes. And I absolutely love it. I can't wait yes. to get back there. But yeah. let's talk about photography because absolutely. that's your specialty oh. and that's what you're, uh, you know, I think you're such a great wealth of knowledge and I'm excited to get into this. And maybe the first thing, I do have a couple of sheets that talk about some tips that some of the major websites that people look to to plan, touringplans.com, WDW to prep school, um, they have some tips on photography. But absolutely. the first thing I wanted to talk about, and this is also something that I believe that you had, so you're a professional photographer. Mm-hmm. You're wonderful at it, you. but you purchased Memory Maker. I did. Talk, let's talk about Memory Maker, yes. and that was one of my tips. Was uh, I consider Memory Maker to be probably the best souvenir you can buy yes. yourself uh, before you go to the parks, yes. and maybe even while you're at the parks. Um, and Brad, I don't remember if you had uh, used Memory Maker in the mm-hmm. past or have discussed yes. about that, but let's talk about Memory Maker a little bit and why you might want to get it, even if you are so great at photography. Oh, well, thank you, first of all. But yes, um, the Memory Maker was one of those things that as I was doing those Facebook polls, as I was researching in the beginning, I feel like my friends who had done it were 100% that it was just the best Disney choice. And my friends who hadn't didn't have the experience with it really to say, but I felt like the people who had had such a positive reaction to it that I knew I was immediately interested. So the Disney photographers are very kind about taking your camera and taking photos if you want them to, your phone, your fancy camera, whatever it is. They were very sweet about offering to do that for us, which we really appreciated. But no matter what, You can tell that you're taking a moment out of the line. You're taking a little extra time. I know just personally, just the way that I feel, I would have felt bad if at every single stop that I wanted to be in a picture with my kid, I had handed my camera to somebody to take it for me, even though they probably would have done it. Um, But in addition to that, they are 
they're trained to be there photographing in those exact setups all the time. So they know how to make things work better than necessarily if they're taking my camera and trying to use whatever I've set up in my settings and, and they're different than theirs. Um, I am shy about being in pictures with my kids just like everybody, but I also very much value the importance of it, I think, as a photographer. And I just knew that I didn't want it to be the situation where we got to the end of the trip and we had millions of pictures of our kids or our kids with their dad and none that I was in, like I wasn't there. And that's what I would say to the parents. It's such a great way to make sure that you are a part of it also. And the pictures from those PhotoPass people are going to be different than the pictures you take on your cell phone. They're definitely a different quality. And it is something that I just, I think is so completely worth it. I'm going to mention something too that you didn't ask about, but I don't know if you knew that I did it. Um, you can share that memory maker with yes. friends and family going within a window of time. Um, and I just happened to have three other friends that were taking their families around the time of our trip. None of us went together. We didn't do things together when we were there necessarily. Um, but I think it was the sort of the thing where one of us planned to go and then the other one was like, well, I should bring my kids this year too. And then suddenly all four of us were going. Yeah. That's yes. <laughs> yes. So all four of us technically shared that memory maker, which also meant we split the cost, which made it dirt cheap. I mean, it's already a great deal, even at full price. And that is something that you are authorized to do through Disney. We did not cheat any system or anything. You can share that. And I have heard before that people can find people going on the trip on the same dates of them in Facebook groups and share with them as well, even if they're not people that you actually know, as long as you're okay with them having access to all of your pictures and vice versa. So I think that's kind of an interesting tip if anybody's on the fence about whether it's worth it to them financially. If you are willing to let another family have that access and what are they going to do with your pictures? I'm right, sure it's fine. Exactly. I think that's a great way to do it if you feel like you need a little assistance in that area. So we loved it. I would recommend it every tip. time. That's a great tip. What a great yeah. tip. I had, when, when PhotoPass was rather new, mm -hmm. when they gave you a, a, a disc at the end, so mm -hmm. charming. Okay. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so I was talking with the PhotoPass person at the time. At the, it was at the Grand Floridian, and I was mm -hmm. gathering up my pictures. I was not staying at the Grand Floridian. Nope, it was the Beach Club. Anyway, I was not staying there, but I was gathering up uh, my photos from the day or from my trip and uh, and I had maxed it out because I'm like going well, if I'm doing this and it was Absolutely. single I, you know single person so I would yes. walk down Main Street and have my you picture taken every single every time single you time. never know what's going to so happen I'm like I, I was rather proud of my 300 and yes. 400 pictures you know being you know single me but I'm like going I asked I asked them you know so what's the most you've ever mm -hmm. had and they had like it was like a family of I don't know a family reunion of like 15 to 20 people and it was my like gosh. you know multiple thousands of pictures wow. because they were all linked together. Yes. So it was like, you know, 15,000 oh pictures or something like that. I mean, so they, you know, yeah. they got their bang for them. Absolutely. But I'm like, like I asked for, you know, the, the biggest number. Yes. That's been quite a number of discs back in that day. Anyway. Yes. In our experience, uh, this past trip, we didn't need to purchase Memory Maker either. And it was mainly because uh, we were going with Tim and Kara and they were annual pass holders. So they yes. had photo pass as a benefit of their annual pass. Yes. And because we were in their group, uh, their friends and family group, mm -hmm. we didn't have to purchase wow. that. So it was nice. wonderful because yep. we've got, I, I counted it up the other night. We, we had about 260 mm -hmm. photos mm -hmm. and you think now that wasn't 260 individual shop no. stops. That would be, again, I think I explained this in the tips episode, but as you're walking up to the character, they're mm -hmm. taking a picture as you're with the character, they're mm -hmm. taking several pictures mm -hmm. as you're walking away and giving hugs to the character. They're taking a lot of pictures. Yes. Uh, and then also it includes all of your ride photos yes. and just the sheer mass amount of photo pass photographers that they have at Disney yes. World is uh, just something that's 
really, you can definitely get your money's worth. Yes, and you can this. find them on the app too, which we did not recognize quite at the beginning, but eventually at, uh, on one of our future days, we saw it on the app, and that's just a great way to figure out too if you're not sure where they are, but you want some extra photos. Disney rumors and uh, Disney kind of teased this idea of maybe getting rid of the PhotoPass photographer and just having kind of an automatic stationary camera there. I want to get your thoughts on that because um, you just went, you just had this experience, and I think that there was a fair amount of backlash online. Uh, and when I say a fair amount, I mean a lot of backlash. Yes. But um, let's give our opinions on that because we hadn't talked about that bit of news when it came up. So what are your thoughts? I do not like that at all. Um, I think I think it's sort of a part of the experience. They were all, all of the cast members who were doing the photos were very nice and very sweet and interacting with the kids just like everybody else. So I feel like that part of it is a part of the magic experience of Disney. Um, but I also just would not trust that any camera set on automatic could always do the right thing in those setups. And I just think that would be such a sad, I think that would be such a sad loss for Disney. I, I feel like those, the photo pass people were so great and were such a, such a nice addition to it all. I want to say that this uh, was teased uh, several months ago. This mm -hmm. was probably four or five months ago, and I haven't really heard anything come about since then. So I, Disney does these things sometimes where they either give guests surveys to kind of preview something that they're considering, or they'll allow for rumors to spread and leak into the press, and then that way uh, they can kind of gauge reactions. And I think that the reaction for this was uh, very negative, uh, just because of the reasons that you said. And I distinctly remember going into the character spot in in Epcot, and um, the PhotoPass photographer for Goofy, in the middle of uh, transitioning from one guest to the other, uh, she would do the hot diggity dog dance that Aww. Goofy does from Mickey Mouse so Clubhouse. Fun. And so it's just kind of really fun that, yeah. you know, she's having a, a good time with that, and it's making the kids feel more comfortable, yes. because yeah, in reality, be I completely yes. agree. They, they see these characters, they know yes. who these characters are in animated form, yes. but you're talking about a life-size or much larger than these kids yeah. figure basically yes. so at that point you're kind of like uh, you want that comfort in yes. that cast member to make them see that it is really fun and that it's yes. all right especially if you have shy kids i so. completely agree i have to mm -hmm. comment on that real quick with shy kids because like i said mine are my daughter would not see goofy anytime we saw him because he was so tall in person it's exactly what you're saying like yes. you don't picture that size difference necessary necessarily so i think that's so important yeah absolutely so let's get into a a couple of the tips that uh, touring plans and uh, prep school both have. I'm going to kind of use them both interchangeably, um, so sorry for the citation police out there. But uh, you mentioned one of the first tips that they said, and we don't necessarily need to comment on it further unless you have a comment on it, uh, but I wanted to mention it. They both of these resources said, make sure that you have the adults in the picture. Mm -hmm. Because, and I, I like how it's worded on the touring plans. Uh, it says, yes, we all need to lose 10 pounds. Our hair is fright with Florida humidity. Those shorts do nothing f to conceal our cellulitis. Uh, trust me, I know, but I assure you that when the children see it in the future, they're just going to remember the memories of being there with their parents. Uh, and so... And I'm going to cry. Take the picture because you want to make sure. And that's uh, that's a good tie into the memory maker discussion just because then you can make sure that mom and dad are both in the picture. As you said, even though they would 
absolutely take every photo that you want them to take with your cell phone or with your DSLR camera or whatever. Um, you're not taking that time out of the day of other guests. You're keeping the line moving, so uh, absolutely. I want to talk about lighting and I want to talk about how to get some of the best shots you think uh, while at Disney World. You have a lot of very natural Florida. Sometimes it's either going to be, it's kind of either completely cloudy and probably raining on you or it's completely clear skies and it's a million degrees. And so how were you able to find uh, the best light? Do you have suggestions for that for folks to uh, be aware of when they're taking photos? Yes, these are great questions and I'm probably going to go overboard here because I get excited about this. This (laughs) So we were fortunate to only have one day of rain, which I know is um, very lucky. I will say, I think you should still be getting that camera out and taking pictures because my husband and I now find such hilarity in the photos from that day. Everybody is literally soaked from head to toe in ponchos. I think my kids are both screaming because they had some sort of ice cream that dropped in the I mean, I don't even know, but those pictures are so funny to my husband and I. He joked it was his most genuine smile of the trip when we did a memory maker during the pouring rain because it was so entertaining to us. But in terms of the sunny days, there's definite, definite hard things to work around. As a photographer who does this all the time, I mean, I feel like everywhere I go, I'm analyzing light and thinking about where I would take photos. I knew ahead of time that there were a couple of spots that for things I wanted to pose, I was going to be specifically looking for. Now, I am a huge proponent of if you're at in a moment, that's great. It doesn't matter what anything looks like around you. Take the picture. So I don't at all mean put your camera away unless you're in the spots I'm going to describe because you should be taking pictures whenever you want to. But I knew that there were some things that I was going to like and some things that I wasn't going to like just based on light. So really quick tips for people who don't have lots of background in the lighting situation. Um, it is great to look for areas of shade in that Florida sun if you're taking photos of your kids. The more sun that you have on them or even kind of spotty light from sun coming through tree leaves and things, um, the harder it's going to be to get your photo to look great. So the first thing you want to find is shade. And that, in my opinion, goes for the castle background as well. So I knew that that's what we were always looking for. I wanted to photograph on the side of the castle that was not in super bright, crazy sunlight. Um, It's very easy to see once you're there which side the sun is coming on and where you need to be. That doesn't mean we didn't go to the other side. We followed just our normal plans. But if we were on the side that was in shade at any particular time of day and I knew that I wanted a photo, that's when we would take it. Shade is going to be your best bet in the Florida light. The other thing to remember is that when you are entering the park, if you come in the morning, the sun is going to be rising and the castle is not going to be in full sun yet. That's a great time to get a castle photo. In addition, when you're leaving at the end of the day and the castle is not in full sunlight because it's dark and lit up, great time for a castle photo. And that dead heat in the middle of the day when everything is bright and the sun is bright, it's going to be hard to get kind of the best shot for that. So for me, it's all about finding little nooks of shade among everything else that's going on so that you don't have crazy sunlight everywhere. Talk to me about flash. Yes. Because, uh, of course, the the suggestions are definitely always basically turn off your flash. Don't try to no use it. No photos con flash uh, yeah. before. <laughs> and also, definitely worth mentioning in the rides, because sometimes, yes. I never, I've never experienced this. I've read oh. many a story about the person that tries to film an entire ride, has their flash on the entire time. Mm-hmm. It just ruins it for the guests around you. Yes. But are there appropriate uses of flash, uh, whether that be through 
through a cell phone, another camera that you can think of that people might want to consider using it? Or is it kind of like a blanket rule? Just don't use it. Great question. So what I found was that during the day, if you are shooting in a situation where you're not in shade, if you've got sunlight going, that flash is going to help keep the face bright in addition to whatever is behind you in the sun. So for example, if the castle's behind you and you are, everybody's in full sun, I think a flash is a good idea when you're taking just those candid portraits. I don't ever use a flash. My camera does not even come with one, but if you're not sure what you're doing with your settings to, to set them all up on your own, I don't think it's a bad idea to use it if everybody's in sunlight. I definitely agree that on the rides and whatnot, I would make sure not to be that person. And I'm going to tell you a really quick story about that person <laughs> because we waited our entire trip oh, oh, for the frozen ride at Epcot. It was our oh. last ride and we were all soaking wet and this sweet as could be dad in front of me, him and his wife and their kid, he the entire time was videoing his kid's reaction, phone on the kid with the flash on, and you guys two times over the speaker in the ride while Elsa is singing and whatever is going on, some Disney worker had to come on and say, turn off your flash. I didn't even know they could do that. Two times during the ride, my let it go moment was interrupted by dad with the flash. So it's not just visual. Clearly they have the ability to watch what's happening and interrupt to the ride on their microphone, and I just think that's sad, so don't be that person. It's not worth it, in my opinion. Um. <laughs> well, to, to go off of that, you know, Brett, you brought up something that is kind of universally known amongst, I think, Disney fans, but maybe not so much to the person planning their first trip, and that is that every single one of these rides, fireworks shows, everything are on a way better quality online mm-hmm. than you could ever do yes, by yourself. What, well, I think, yes. you know, as you said, everyone knows about it. Well, I still try, but I, like, I've made that realization, and I've been to the Disney parks a couple of times, but just, <laughs> but I'm like, wait, well, I am, you know, I enjoy um, uh, videotaping things just, you know, for my own, for my own use, but I'm like going, this was the thing. You can, when you're videotaping every moment, you're not there. Yes. You're you know, not you're not there. And, you know, especially at my video tips would be, and we'll briefly go to the video tips, you know, do, you know, video, if you can video, you know, the special moments with whoever you're with or, you know, or just things that you want to remember, but don't try to capture everything mm-hmm. because the feeling that you have at a Disney park is not something you um, it, it's something that you take with you in your heart. It isn't something you can capture and relive the actual feeling that you're feeling. You can, you can go, you know, you can, because of YouTube, you can watch castle shows and you can watch, you know, all the attractions that are in high definition and better lighting yes. than, you know, and they, they, that's, you know, that's what they do. So you can, you can revisit those experiences via YouTube, but you can videotape, you know, moments that you have, you know, with, you know, with your, uh, your travel companions or or uh, or family, you know that's what you should do. But the the feeling that you have at a Disney park, you can't just cap. You can you can you can capture those moments on film, I think, from time to time. But video, mm, I think you uh, it, it's it's best to be in the moment and actually be there. 
And I mean, credit to that dad. At least he was trying to get the kids' yes. reaction yes. to the ride, yes. I suppose. Uh, but don't do Flash oh on the ride. And once they've told you once to turn it off, why did you turn it off? And I'm like, like, what kind of phone do you have that is not, you I know... I mean, it's not like that was going to be a great no. video, even if I'm you like, got like, it. The cameras on your phones are, are so good, you yeah. know, especially in low lights. You know, right. if you're videotaping, you're going to be right. fine. Oh, and, you know, it's just Let one it of those go. Things. Let the Flash <laughs> go. Let it go. <laughs> It's one of those things where um, you do kind of want to have that special moment for yourself. And yes. You want to try to relive that. But when you look at, like, you see even in the videos, go watch Happily Ever After right now, mm-hmm. and you'll see there's so many people with their phones up oh, the yes. entire time. Yes. And you're really you're watching um, a fireworks show through your phone yes. and not mm-hmm. really experiencing it yes. like yeah. you're there. Guilty. So, I Guilty. I'm like going, sure, me too. I know. but too. Yeah. And, you know, I would just say just – live the moment yes. and allow yourself to be in that. Um, and one of the great tips that they do have, uh, prep school mentions this, but they talk about the angles that you shoot some of these events at, and that maybe you do want to get a picture of happily ever after going on, but they say to really uh, stay low with those angles so you can get some of your kids and you yeah. can get uh, some of those behind the yes. head shots of them watching. Yes. Magic, so. I'm going to cry again. <laughs> so talk, talk about that a little yeah. bit. What you might want to do with angles while you're looking at uh, your photographing in the park. Absolutely. So there's two things, in my opinion, that angles are great for. The first thing is sort of what we're mentioning from Walt Disney Prep School, which is that if you are shooting down at a child's level, you will be showing Disney World as it looks to a kid. And it is 100% different than it looks to an adult. It's so much bigger for them and it's so much larger than life. It's it's larger than life for an adult too. So when you multiply that by what it looks like from a kid's angle. So I am a huge proponent of kind of crouching down on the ground and getting things at their level, both when they're smiling at you at the camera, but also like like Craig said, when you're getting sort of their perspective of what they're looking at. I love the back of the head shot. I love it when the kid is looking at whatever it is that they're seeing in Disney World and then you're literally seeing their perspective. So that's the first thing, to make sure that you're shooting from the perspective of a child. And the second thing that I think is really important about angles is that it is one of the best ways to cut out crowds if you want crowds cut out at Disney World. Now, you might want photos with everything in it. And I think that's a part of it. I did want some photos that showed exactly how many people were there and exactly what it looks like. But you also want to probably, if you, if you want nice photos of your kids to try and get some isolated photos where it looks like it's just them in the castle and angles are a great way to do that. If your kid is standing on a bench somewhere and you are angled down from the ground up towards them with the castle in the background or anything in the background, you're much more likely to cut out a lot of the foot traffic that's around you. So that's another way that I think angles can be really useful in the parks, angling up towards your subject will get rid of more people in the foreground. Something, just a a little Disney history uh, moment. Um, Walt Walt, yes, Walt Disney. Um, he would he would crouch down. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they were planning the park, when they were working on the park, he would crouch down to see to see the park at the child's level. Oh, so, yeah, that. it was important to him too. Love that. So. Yes, love it. I love the person. I'm like uh, the person that wrote these uh, tips for touring plans yes. is my spirit animal <laughs> because these are some of his tips uh, sequentially. Kids with animals are cute always. <laughs> Take pictures with kids with yes. animals. 
Kids photographed from behind are cute always. <laughs> Bonus if you can get them in front with their eyes closed and with a silly facial expression. Oh, yes. Uh, pictures of little kids next to absurdly big things are cute always. <laughs> so, yes, I, I like that. that. <laughs> I, I love all those suggestions because yes. you're taking, you're talking about some of those candid shots that aren't as posed. That, yes. Because you're getting the pose shots from memory making. Yes. And so, I 100% agree. This is what I love from a lot of the photos that you've posted on your blog yes. is it's just those little moments of yes. interaction that your kids are having and they're just so yes. great. Uh, so, I mean, I would suggest that maybe looking out for those candid shots as well. Yes, it is so much more in my opinion. And I'm that is sort of my photography um, theory in general is that those moments are so much more because one smiling photo is probably going to look the same as the next, but their excitement at a specific ride or a specific moment or a specific character when they're interacting is going to look a very different one from the next. So I completely agree. And that goes a little bit along with the make sure that you're living in the moment and enjoying the moment too. Um, I have a little tip about mm-hmm. a camera. If you bring a real camera and not your phone, and by real camera, I mean anything beyond your phone, a point and shoot, DS or whatever. I feel like I read a lot of photographers beforehand saying, bring a bag that you can put your camera in so that you don't have it on you all the time. And I would almost say the opposite. For me, what gave me the freedom to use it when I wanted and ignore it the rest of the time was that it was on a strap. I don't use one of those neck straps. I use like a sling. So it's very comfortable on a strap on me all day long, unless I was on a ride where it couldn't be. So then I felt like I had the freedom to pick it up and use it really quick and then put it down and forget it. I feel like if I had had some sort of big camera bag in the box, bottom of my stroller that I was constantly Reaching getting out the bag. Oh yes. And then gosh, I'm putting in the camera the and I'm zipping yeah. up the bag and I'm putting it under the stroller. And then 10 minutes later, I'm getting, or even two hours. I feel like that to me would have been a much bigger distraction for enjoying it all than that. It was just always on my body and I could pick it up and take a picture and drop it and forget about it. So I highly recommend that if you're in a situation where you can find a strap that would work for you like that, I think that that's a great option to make sure you're striking a good balance of carrying it and using it, but also living in the moment. Yeah, and absolutely. And, and make sure... She did a uh, good job. So good. Yes. Wow. So good. Yes. Isn't she so great? Yes. Uh, so We're fans. Then you're... Um, you also want to just the logistical things of always having a, a battery with you. Yes. And uh, whether that be on your cell phone, uh, you use the fuel rod <laughs> yes, uh, I do. chargers uh, yes. and use that pretty well, right? Yes, it's wonderful. And then also um, just always having extra batteries if you have those point and shoots Absolutely. or uh, rechargeable batteries that are charged yes. that you can charge the night before. Extra whatever the case memory may be. cards. You don't want to be scrolling through your camera, deleting old photos instead of enjoying what's going on. Uh-huh. Empty the cards, start fresh, have an extra one more than you think you need. Yeah, and just take all the photos. Yes, all the there's photos. no reason not to. <laughs> I'm still going through them. I have not yet narrowed them all down yet. Oh, to wow. my How cool. <laughs> now, to me, this is slightly controversial, uh, and Here this is goes. why I want to I want to start to, to wrap up with this, because Absolutely. I think this is a great uh, way to talk about how uh, they, the people listening right now, could use you as a resource in order to be sure. able to uh, be much better equipped to take great photos in the park. Touring Plan says don't bring your DSLR because it's clunky and it weighs a billion pounds and you're not going to be able to know how to use it anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you might as well use either a point and shoot or Mm -hmm. use your cell phone. And I feel like 
that for someone like me that may not have any training in a DSLR, that might be really great advice. However, uh, what do you feel about that? And then let's start to talk a little bit about your photo university that people can get involved in. Absolutely. So I, first of all, I love touring plans. We use them a lot and everybody should. It was so great. Um, I completely agree with what you're saying about if you are going to shoot everything on automatic on a DSLR and you don't have the experience of using it, I agree that it might get in your way and frustrate you more than it will please you if you're in that situation. And yes, the PhotoPass people are going to have those those nicer cameras that they will get some of those photos on that you could do on your DSLR. And like we've been saying, phone cameras are good now. It's not like it's not like we're talking about 10 years ago where they really couldn't do much. You can do great things on phone cameras, especially with that fancy new portrait mode. So there's lots of good things about that. I also have photographer friends who told me the same thing. Oh, we've been on two trips and never brought my camera. And looking back, I just cannot imagine having done that. I I will treasure those photos that I took. And, and yes, the others too, but those photos I took on my camera forever. But if you don't have experience with it, I can totally see that it would be kind of a nuisance. And again, you don't want to be stuck fiddling with settings and trying to figure out what to do if that's a struggle for you. However, as Craig was saying, um, I have recently launched an opportunity, and I'm so thankful to get to mention it here, um, for parents and hobbyists, anybody interested in photography, to learn how to shoot in manual, how to use their cameras in a really effective way, and in a way that would highly benefit them on a Disney trip like this, because um, once you learned and once you really knew how to use your settings, I think having your DSLR, as long as you're carrying it, like I said, in a way that is easy and effective, um, is something that is priceless for you on that trip, because you are going to be able to capture things that other people aren't. I, I do not say this at all to diss the memory maker because like I said, I love it, but there are not photo pass people at the character meals mm-hmm. and that's just, I right. get it. How on earth could they have people in all of those meals all day? It would be impossible. But those for me are some of the best moments and the most treasured moments even if your kids are meeting characters at character spots, it's not the same as at those meals necessarily. So if you know how to use your camera and can use a DSLR at a spot like that, you're going to get just such great interactions and photos that you really can't get otherwise. Um, So I've digressed from the photo university and now I'm getting back to it. I am doing an online course that can be taken from anybody, anywhere throughout the course of this year and then potentially continuing on where people can join and learn how to, first of all, shoot in manual. Everybody gets um, what I'm calling the Mastering Manual mini course that walks specifically through those details. But then month by month, we focus on one topic each month that's going to give a much more comprehensive education about how to use your DSLR. So it's not just about shooting in manual. It's about the lighting and how do you use lighting indoors and outdoors. And it's about a little bit about posing and capturing the moments and capturing the story and what you should, what you can do in your house to make it easiest to take photos. It's all focused on, again, the hobbyist or parents, travelers, people like that. It's not business-based at all, but essentially I'm teaching my entire shooting system in this course over the course of the year or next couple years. And it's all just based on a monthly membership. So similar to how you have a membership for Netflix and you join Netflix, you can watch movies during your membership and then you can stop your membership. It's just like that. So people can join at any point throughout the course of the membership. Um, They start when they start and they get access to that month's content and that mastering mastering manual mini course, but they don't get access to previous content. Whenever you start is when you start and they get content ongoing until they decide not to be a member anymore. And each month, again, has its own kind of um, 
what's the word, all-inclusive topics. So it's not like you're behind if you join later. They all kind of stand for themselves um, just on the many different topics of using your DSLR in an effective way. You know, I will say that uh, when we bought Anna a DSLR camera, mm-hmm. she was really interested in getting involved uh, with it and, and taking better photos. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you first get that camera, you really don't know what it's capable of, right? Yes. Um, and she did one uh, workshop with mm-hmm. you. And this was a, kind of an older format where you would yes. do these kind of in-person workshops. And it just completely changed oh, everything so about how she takes you've photos. You've seen those before and after. Yes, I good. love sharing yes. them because uh, it's oh, so neat. And yeah. this is what we keep saying about the photo university. In the past, because it was in person, which I love teaching in person, I could only teach one afternoon. And I feel like those students made such huge progress. Well, now, for that same price, we're doing the entire year of education yes. because it's all online. So those students are not only getting what Anna got in that day, they're getting 12 more months of content, since that's kind of a bonus content, um, in terms of learning so much more about the photography for, for essentially the same price that we were able to offer that at because it's online and because multiple people are consuming the same information. It just is such a different setup. People can do it on their own time, in their pajamas, whenever they have time throughout the month. They have access to the content for forever as long as they're a member, so you can review as much as you need. And I just, I, I know that when I started learning, I spent so much time tearing through Google trying to find answers to all my questions and even so it just took me so long because I was searching so I didn't even know what I was looking for like I didn't but, even know yeah. how to know learn what, what I had yet. to write yes. uh-huh. but in this format my students have somebody telling them somebody who has had six years of experience in a successful business telling them what they need to know in order to successfully photograph it I just wish it had been around when I when I was oh, learning which well. is I feel like why I'm doing it because I want other that people to yeah to have that benefit we how immediately cool. enrolled Anna yes, uh, in so the photo university and so she's so excited for that. I would, I would say, uh, and there's something that people probably don't know about your background possibly is that you also were a teacher and so you're so good at getting that point across Mm -hmm. in such a great way. Um, and again, it was just priceless. I would say if you're going to go out and buy a DSLR camera, I would buy the camera and then I would enroll in this. (laughs) Like that would be to me, the combined cost. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, uh, you know, it, it really is, uh, just invaluable difference in the photos. Um, and just thank you so much for offering that to people because truly it's, you know, you are also running a business uh, as well. And so it, in a way, it would be to your benefit that mm-hmm. less people know yes. how to use their camera. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, I think that uh, you running a successful photography business and then also giving back yes. to exactly those moms and those dads yes. and uh, the people that just want to pick up the camera for the first time, yes. uh, I think that's great. Yes. Oh, well, thank you. I Yes. I love doing it. I love teaching. And I, I come from a... a way combine both. Yes. And it combines wonderful. both yeah. the things that I love. And I come from a mindset of abundance. I think there's enough for everybody. And if every one of those parents wants to become a photographer, good for them. It has changed my <laughs> life. And it will change theirs too. So, yeah. yeah. Give uh, the information on how to find all this. Yes. If you want to learn about the photo university, you just need to go to learn.jillgum.com and you're going to see a page with lots of information, a video with some information, and then all of the links to sign up. And, and because I'm so proud of the price, I'm going to throw it out there. If you join for the entire year at once, it's $24 a month. So the price of a couple of coffees only. And if you pay monthly, it's $27 a month. It's the most affordable education I've ever offered. So learn.jillgum.com is the way to get there. Absolutely. So, 
Brett, do you have any other questions for Jill or tips that you want to mention as we start to wrap up our photography in the parks episode? I think, I think, well, Jill has covered things in such a wonderful manner. There's absolutely nothing for me to say. <laughs> so how's that? I mean, gosh, it's my most quiet episode yet. But I'm here with a big smile on my face and learning and can't wait for my next Disney trip. Can you imagine that? Yes. <laughs> and I would say, you know, uh, maybe they can, you you could just hire Jill to, photogra- to photograph. Would that be nice? Family. You guys. Hey, that's that's nice. Yes. That's that's I would offer that. <laughs> you just let I me know. <laughs> I'll follow you around. Travel. Thank you, Greg. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Now that's a gig. But truly, thank you so much for being on. Uh, we're so glad to have you and so glad that you had a successful Disney trip, and we hope for many, many more in the future. Uh, but my Front Row Network friends would be mad at me if I didn't ask you a question we're supposed to ask at the top. And I told you that. Right. What's your favorite movie? Oh my gosh, my Any movie. Just kind of and out of the blue. Here, here on Beyond the Mouse, we do offer two categories. Your, I do. Um, <laughs> your favorite Disney movie and then your favorite movie movie. Okay, I'm going to answer Disney movie first because it's easier for me. And I'm answering this from the perspective of a parent. Ever since I became a parent, my we love we love Tangled in my house. We just love it. I don't know what it is about it. Something about we love Rapunzel. We love her spunkiness. We love Tangled in my house. I wouldn't say that's my favorite Disney movie like of all time, but it's my favorite as a parent. So I'm saying that my favorite real movie of all time. This is just really hard, you guys. Oh, you know, sorry, sorry to throw bring that up. I know. I but feel, then you I have to go with your this. gut feeling. Gut feeling. You could take one movie with you to watch always. What would it be? Okay, I'm picking this. Because because I feel like it also goes with Disney themed. I love the movie Finding Neverland. Oh, it's so love good. the movie Finding oh, Neverland. So I love it, and it's okay. Disney themed also. So I'm there it with is. It. There Going you are. Yes. Yay! That's awesome. We have so much great content coming up for Beyond the Mouse, and we're really excited uh, planning what we're going to be doing in this upcoming summer, and just more and more ideas. Brett, your uh, Disneyland episode will be coming out. It's in coming April. out. Yes, it's coming out very soon. It was such. We had such a good time. We had to have two recording sessions because well we have lives and schedules and all that but also yeah the disc ran out but um but we so it's you're you're really joining us on remembering an extremely fun trip so when that comes out i hope you have a good time uh, reliving our journey with us our vac- our vacationette and as we mentioned, um, this is our exclusive to the Beyond the Mouse feed, so make sure you're subscribed there and all of that. Uh, but also on our main feed of the Front Row Network, next month we are going to be interviewing some of the cast members from the Hunchback of Notre Dame, uh, which is premiering at the Springfield Theater Center in Springfield, Illinois. And so we're going to talk to them a little bit about the Disney movie, and then also this is the Disney adaptation of the uh, musical. And so I, I kind of already talked to uh, one of the directors this weekend, and he said, that the um, stage adaptation is considerably darker than mm-hmm. the movie. Well, so I'm excited to get as, into it. As it was a German production. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah, so, yes. It was quite dark. Heaven <laughs> <laughs> Hustler comes back again, y'all. <laughs> well, Jill, I just can't thank you enough for being on. And I'm so glad that you had such a great trip. And I really hope that people head to uh, the Photo University and head to your website and check everything out. Follow you on your blog that you do and on all of your social media uh, because truly you're um, one of those really great people that it's just so great to see you succeed. Thank you uh, so much. Really. You guys yeah, are so truly. Sweet. Thank you. Thanks so, for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, you can find us, of course, at 
at all of our Facebook and, and all that, the Beyond the Mouse uh, podcast Facebook page. You can also find us at frnpod.com, which is the new URL for the front row moviereviews.com. We're excited to finally get that switched over. Uh, but Brett, you got anything else? Any final words of wisdom? Oh, go take pictures and go on a Disney trip. <laughs> go on a Disney Make those trip. memories that will last yes. forever. Both yes. things that you can remember when you look at the picture and the memories that live in your heart. What an ending. What an ending. Hey. <laughs> For the Beyond the Boss podcast, I am Craig. I am Brett. And I'm Jill. And we will see you real soon in the front row. Thanks so much. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, of course. We have fun. I loved it. Oh.